Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. What did he do with First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, powered by Believe, uh, excuse me, Believe Podcast Network and sponsored by betonline.ag, this best sports betting website around. That's betonline.ag. Co-host Connor Miles here with my co-host Ed Kraz. As always, Ed, Eagles are 4-0, and oh, baby. How about it, man? Just like we predicted, right? Did we ever go back and look at our... Uh, no, because we, we, we did not predict that. We both thought they would yeah. lose the Vikings, and multiple times we did. Um, but... Yeah. But we did have them starting off strong. We, I, I think we had them starting off six and two. So, I mean, okay. yeah, they, they have very solid, solid chance of doing so. Right. Uh, even better than that at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Good test on Sunday against the Jags, no doubt. I thought um, that was the best. Like we said in the re, uh, in the preview, I mean, that defensive coordinator looked the way I expected him to look. He threw looks at Hurts the same way Tampa did. Uh, he made his linebackers spy on him, and he – it was a perfect game plan. I'll tell you right now, especially in the rain. I thought it was a perfect game plan. And guess what? Hurts did ball out. Continue to show why he's uh, should be the starter for this team going forward for years to come. Because, uh, you know, I, I counted off top of my head probably four errant throws. I think that's even being a little gracious, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Well, you're counting that, that first one. or I, It wasn't his first one, but the one that was picked. and That was back. bad. That was bad. He was late with the throw, threw in kind of double coverage. That's what I'm saying. The guy was yeah. either – if it wasn't deflected, it was getting picked because both the corners are covering him. Uh, Pascal like a blanket. I mean, yeah. but I can live with those, Ed, because some quarterbacks are going to do that. I mean, yeah, sure. there's, no, there's no quarterback that's never not throwing a pick in the NFL throughout the whole entire season or a stupid one because I've seen it. It's happened. Yeah. So – if you could tell me that Jalen Hurts throws four bad passes a game, I'm like, let's go. Yeah. The guy. Yeah. But I thought the way that he handled, and again, I know you said it yourself, the, the Jaguars did not have the Buccaneers personnel. That's fine. I get that. But he's going against a, that, that uh, Mike Caldwell, former player, very experienced coach, very experienced coach. Ed Donatel, you have to quarter for the Vikings. Very experienced coach, won Super Bowls in this league, knows how to coach a defense. Yep. Um, so on and so forth. I know I'm forgetting the name. I mean, Ron Rivera. Let's go. I mean, I know he's not doing great with Washington. But let's give him the flowers, though. Ron Rivera is one of the best defensive coaches in the NFL who's been in the NFL. And this guy is just continuing to show. I mean, MVP like season. Um, what I, my take, my major takeaway from Hurts, and I'm going to let you have the floor uh, watching this game was they don't need to beat you through the air, or through the ground. They can dice you up any way they want to. 
it doesn't have to be a whole entire, you know, we always wanted to see Jalen Hurts pass. This is where I'm going with this. We always wanted to see Jalen Hurts pass. We want to see him pass more. I think why now seeing him play so well, I think it's opening up to people to say, I don't care how you how you do it, because he's done four passing touchdowns this year. I don't, I don't think that matters at all to anybody right now. That nobody, I don't, you know, at first it did though, Ed. At first it did. You said people said they wanted to see him pass more. Now you don't hear that at all. So because they're dominating you so well on the ground. And also through the air, but more so on the ground. I think, you know, fans are finally starting to say, you know what, let's just let it rock. You know, let's let it ride because what's working is working. And man, nobody can stop Jalen Hurts on the ground. I mean, did you watch those Jack defenders try to get him on that touchdown? Hmm. That was probably the best play he made the whole game, in my hmm. opinion, was yes. that three yard, fourth and goal sellout run. I mean, he took a pop on that, uh, on that touchdown run, fourth and goal at the three. Down 14, nothing. You need to score there. And Hertz wasn't going to be stopped. And he knew he was going to get hit. And Devin Lloyd just drilled him. And uh he, luckily he got the ball across the plane of the goal. And because when he hit the ground, the ball came loose and squirted free, but he was already across the, the goal line. So it was a touchdown. But that to me was the most impressive play uh Jalen Hurts made. And, and probably the second most impressive thing about Hurts in that game. It wasn't his passing so much. I mean, it wasn't a day to pass. I mean, if you were at that game or you watching on television, man, it was just rained the whole game. The winds were 25 to 30 miles an hour. Um, but we saw Trevor Lawrence fumble the football four times. Jalen Hurts didn't fumble the football at all. He did throw the interception early, but that to me was key, was his ball security. And it looks to me like he's kind of figuring out that he needs to get down when he needs to get down. He seems to be taking care of himself. We've seen him a couple of times just kind of, you know, go down after a couple yards gained. I mean, he's not putting himself in any any jeopardy. And, and I like to see that because, you know, it's a long season, obviously, and you need him to stay healthy. Um, but he was just a good Good ball security. And that was one of the first thing he said when he was talked when he was asked about Miles Sanders. And I'm sure we'll get to Miles Sanders, but he said, you know, he he played with a purpose. And the second thing he said was he took care of the ball. I mean, that was a huge, huge issue on a day like Sunday, where the rain was coming down sideways at times. And, you know, you're looking out at the crowd from the press box and you're seeing the wind just whipping the, you know, the rain gear of these fans. And it's like, whoa, it is so windy out there. Lane Johnson sitting on his stool in the locker after the game, shivering, literally shivering. He was freezing. It was so cold out there. And then once you you know you get all wet, you know that sinks right through to your skin. And 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 Johnson couldn't get warm. He was shivering. So uh, you know, but you know, getting back to Hertz, I just think you know he showed that he kind of can handle a game. If you need him to kind of be a you know a game manager, you know he can do that. And he and that's what he was. You know he facilitated what the Eagles were able to accomplish on offense made a couple nice throws. I would say some deep shots to AJ Brown. I mean, Nate, what can you say about AJ Brown? Just, you know, just really each week, he's just more and more impressive. And he made a couple nice throws to Dallas Goddard. You know, the Eagles really like to throw that screen to Dallas Goddard. And, you know, he does a good job picking up yards with it. Had a little screen pass yesterday for 26 yards, and it was a good job by Jalen Hurts waiting for it to develop as pressure was coming into his face, and he just dished it out quick to Goddard, 26 yards down to the 10-yard line that helped set up that first touchdown run from Hurts. But other than that, Hurts just managed the game. 
he didn't do too much. He didn't do too little. He just managed it the way it was supposed to be done. And that's what was impressive is they won without Jalen Hurts doing anything heroic. I thought it was a, <clears throat> you did you are you privy to the comments that Doug Peterson and Jalen Hurts shared uh, at the end of the game? No, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, you know, Hertz was asked about it, but you know, he, he's not going to dive too much into that. He did admit it, though. He did. He did yeah. admit it on his Instagram. He he thanked Doug for being the reason why he is an eagle. Oh yeah, he yeah he said that during the week too. Uh, leading up to the game was he drafted him. You know, I mean that's that's what he said. Doug drafted him, even though I'm not sure how much of a hand Doug had in it. But you know, he credited Doug for taking a chance on him and picking. I think him that, that was interesting. Around. I, I thought that, I mean, I thought that was a little interesting tidbit there as well, that he, he feels that way. I mean, it's, it is interesting. It is interesting to hear. Um, yeah. Moving on, though, because there is some, you know, some dire news into this as well. We'll get into Miles Sanders a little bit because I would like to have a little conversation with you about him. But, yeah. you know, Malata's injury. Uh, and it's just something that you don't want to see at all. I mean, it looks like Darius Slay is going to be all right. According to Rap Sheet, he should be playing this week against Arizona. But uh, the Malata injury is tough. It looks – I. In my opinion, it looks like he's going on IR. What do you think? Yeah, you know, uh, Doug was up or geez, Doug. Nick was optimistic on Monday about um about everybody being okay to play next week. Now, you know, he, he didn't want to commit to that. Um, you know, Malad, I saw him in the locker room afterward. He didn't want to say too much. Uh, I asked him how he was, and he said he was okay, but he didn't want to get into too much of it. Slay, meanwhile, I was like, Yeah, I'm fine. I don't know why he, he didn't play. He said he's fine, but um, you know, Slay said he was fine, but Malata, yeah, it could be, it could be some sort of a shoulder uh, issue there. Um, you know, he dove and, you know, probably maybe it popped out or something. The way he, he looked like he was favoring it, like the whole, yeah. even after the game. Yeah. He, but, you know, I saw him in the locker room. He didn't look like he was favoring it at all. So yeah. I don't know if it's an issue where it's going to keep popping out. If it did pop out, if now, you know, you've stretched the tendons a little bit and you have to play with a harness. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, if he goes on IR, it's four games. I think Andre Dillard's ready to come off IR. Uh, he's looked good in the glimpses we've seen of him at practice. He's eligible to come off IR now. Um, he would be the next guy up. I mean, Driscoll went in and did a fantastic job, in my opinion. Was it perfect? No. But, you know, he didn't get called for holding. He didn't do any false starts. Uh, he got bull rushed a couple times. But, you know, give Driscoll, the credit to Josh Allen when it's due, though. Josh Allen's a great player. Yeah, yeah. And Driscoll, I don't know how many snaps he took at left tackle. He was even asked afterward in the locker room. And he's like, you know, I got a few. He didn't, he doesn't know how many, but he was be, he was trained to be a right tackle behind Lane Johnson. That's all he did all summer was learn how to play right tackle to be Lane Johnson's backup because you figure, okay, Dillard's got the left side. But then when Dillard got hurt, then they started giving him more reps at left tackle. But he wasn't getting exclusive reps at left tackle. He was moving from right tackle to left tackle. You said he was even getting guard reps the last, uh, you know, couple of weeks. So he went in there and, you know, Jason Kelsey called him the player of the game afterward. Uh, other teammates spoke about the job he did. Brandon Graham recognized the job he did. Even Brandon Graham said, you know, Jack Driscoll to come in there and did what he do what he did. You don't have to change the offense when Driscoll comes in. And it even goes back further to Jeff Stoutland. You know, Jeff Stoutland has these guys that are backups ready to go. Sua Opeta came in and played most of the fourth quarter after Siamalu hurt his ankle. And Opeta made a great block to spring Miles Sanders for a five-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter. I mean, and that's all Stoutland, really. I mean, credit to these players who 
take the coaching well enough to be ready, but Stout is the one that gets them ready. And you can't say enough about the job Jack Driscoll did for the entire game. I mean, Mulata was gone after six snaps. That's when he got hurt. But as far as a long-term injury goes from him, I mean, yeah, it's a concern. That's the guy you're paying millions of dollars to, to be your left tackle. And if he has to miss time, it's a concern, but that's why they have Andre Dillard here. You know, he'll be ready to go out and, and play if Dillard has to go fill in for a couple of weeks for Mulata. He better add because that is why you have Andre Dillard here. And, yep. you know, but in those times he's kind of been unavailable. So I hope he's, you know, I hope he's healed up and yeah, he's known he to be fine. injured. He's looked fine during, you know, he had the broken forearm or whatever, the fractured forearm. He looks okay at practice. He was wearing a sleeve on it in the first couple of weeks of the season. That sleeve's gone. He's practicing without it. He's running, he's stretching. He, he looks like he could probably come off IR, but, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. And listen, he's in his last year of his contract, right? So he, he's he got a lot of motivation to go out there and prove that, yeah, look, if anybody needs a left tackle out there, I'm your guy. Come and get me. Yeah, Jordan Mullah is a true team player to get hurt so that Andre Diller can go in before the trade deadline and boost his trade value. That You you just got to respect a team player like Jordan Mullah right yep. there. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So I'm glad you brought up the Isaac say Amalo injury too, because I wanted to finish up the injury news with that. Cause I think Darius Slayer was all good. We don't have to really touch on that one much, but people aren't really realizing that Isaac say Amalo is playing lights out this year. He hasn't given up a sack at all. Um, right. he's, and again, I mean, I, I'm not surprised. I know you're not surprised. I think you and I both know the caliber player Isaac say Amalo was you and I both have said that he deserved that at starting right guard job, even though we both like Jack school as well. But that being said, so Peta is one hell of a player. I'm glad you brought up that block. When I saw Suo Pet out there, I thought, wow, this is – I had to, you know, wipe my eyes real quick. I thought that was Brandon Brooks. I mean, that, that guy is a mauler. He's a big bear. And at first, when he first came to the Eagles, I thought, wow, why are they keeping this guy? He's not good. Now, I'm watching Jeff Stalin just develop him slowly and slowly and slowly. I'm like, this guy could really be a starting guard. He's that big. He fits everything they want in a guard. There's a reason why they went with him over Nate Herbig, in a sense. Yeah, well, or even Jack Anderson. I mean, you know, Jack Anderson was. Oh, Jack Anderson wasn't being out to Opeta. Yeah, no, 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 he wasn't. But Josh Sills made the team uh, as a guard slash tackle. Um, but yeah, listen, Opeta to me has kind of been so far inconsistent in his career. But you're right, Stoutland has kind of developing him. You know, if you want to play him all four quarters, I think there'd be some ups and downs, maybe until you kind of smooth things out with the more playing time you get, but. That's kind of been the hallmark of his career for me. It's just inconsistency, snap to snap. But he played, gosh, I don't know how many snaps it was. Um, maybe 20, I think, was his snap count against the Jags. Yeah, it was not and, much. Right. And, and I think that's that he did well in those. He, he looked oh, he pretty consistent. And, yeah, Stoutland is – if you're going to get anything from Opita, if you need anything, I you know, you got to trust Stoutland's going to have him ready to go. Uh, Stout loves the guy. And, you know, he, he loves his talent. And I'd like to see him become more consistent. And I'm sure Stoutland will get him to that point where, yeah, you can rely on him if you need him to start, you know, a few games. Yeah, I think Stoutland will get him to that point. Now, of course, I'd rather have Sam Malo out there. But yeah, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be confident in Opeto for a couple of games if that is the case. I mean, do you, do you have any inkling on Sam Malo? Because I saw, I mean, I noticed he stayed on the sideline, even though he was injured, he still stayed out there. He, didn't look like he had a limp or anything. Kind of looked like a precautionary thing to take him off the field, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think he'll be okay. I mean, the ankle, you can tape that up. You can shoot it up with painkillers, whatever they do in the NFL now with that stuff. I think he'll be okay. He walked off on his own power. He limped off, um, but it wasn't a knee. It wasn't, you know, anything that looked, you know, that's going to keep him out for any length of time. So uh, I, I'm optimistic he can play. You know, again, I, I didn't see him in the locker room, and guys are hesitate, hesitant to talk about other players' injuries, so you don't really want to – go down that road with other guys. Um, so I don't really know much more about Siamalu than what is probably already out there. But to me, it looks just like he's okay. I mean, he'll, you know, the ankle, you tape it up. Uh, you hope it's not a high ankle sprain or a Liz Frank injury. I don't think it is. So I, I expect that he'll, you know, he'll probably be limited in practice this week with the aim of playing on Sunday uh, out in Arizona. I think, you know, I think it's okay to be a little, more precautionary than usual given the the weather circumstances that the Eagles went through uh, this yeah. past Sunday. But last injury front is Jake Elliott, man. I I feel like I'm walking on ice, thin ice, just thinking about him not being 100%. Uh, and speaking of painkillers, I mean, he even took a shot of him on the sideline, popping those real quick before he went back in after that big shot he took on that, uh, on that penalty. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll tell you right now, Ed, yeah. this, it, it's... Uh, Buying a house is stressful. You know, getting married is stressful. <laughs> Having your favorite football team go through kicker issues is real stress, though. I mean, that's – it's going to be tough. I really hope he's all right. Well, I talked to him after the game. I, he was at his locker. Nobody was there. I went over and talked to him a little bit, and he, he said he was okay. He said, you know, that's football. You get hit. He goes, I was able to kind of, you know, do what I had to do to get ready to make another kick. Uh, and he drilled it from 28 yards and that was a tough end of the field. You know, he missed his PAT from there, snapped the streak of 63 straight miss, uh, made PATs. Um, he yeah. had missed one since December of 2020, he made all 44 of them last year. Uh, so you're a little concerned. Okay. He's a little shaken up. He's going out to that side of the field where it's open, uh, to kick a 28 yarder where he missed his PAT for the first time in two years. And he made it. And I, I asked him, you know, he's like, you know, uh, I just, was able to get do what I had to do to go out and make the kick. And, you know, he said he was okay. So I don't know. I mean, I've had other players tell me different things about their injuries too. Britton Covey comes to mind. He told me he tore ligaments in his thumb after a preseason game, I think against the jets and it wasn't torn. Uh, it was just a thumb sprain. So, you know, these guys will say they're, they're, you know, they're, they're okay. They don't want to admit to any injury. So, what Elliot tells me one-on-one -on -one in a locker room post game that he's fine doesn't mean he is. So we'll have to keep an eye on that as the week goes on. And Nick was asked about that today, you know, any contingency plans and he goes to his, you know, his old standby that we don't leave any stone unturned. And if, you know, we know we need a kicker, we know who we're going to go get and we'll bring one in and uh, they'll go from there. So, uh, you know, they have a plan in place in case he can't kick, but you want him out there. Obviously he's one of the best kickers in the NFL. Agreed. Well, let's talk about some Miles Sanders love now. I mean, top three in the NFL in rushing yards currently as it stands behind Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb. I mean, the guy is just balling this year on the last year of his deal. He yeah. looks very, very good. Uh, you know, we went, I had a friend in California and said, yeah, you know, Ed called this from the start. He said if, you know, this is his last year of his, of his rookie deal. If he starts off the season again and looking at the defenses, he, he didn't go against the toughest defenses against the run, except for Jacksonville. 
And if he ends up, you know, being the top rusher in the league, then you then the price goes up. And that's what's happened so far. I mean, the prices only keep going up. I mean, this is the best season from an Eagles running back since Shady McCoy so far. I mean, it's getting there, Ed. Yeah. Well, listen, you're at the quarter pole or what passes as the quarter pole in a 17 game season now. Not quite the quarter pole, but um, you know, he popped up with the hip injury on Wednesday. He's practice leading up to the game. He was limited, but he was a full go Thursday and Friday. Uh, which is a good sign. You know, he's not, you know, he's playing through some of this stuff this year. Um, and what he did on Sunday to me, the most impressive thing was he didn't try to bounce anything. He didn't try to create something that wasn't there maybe once or twice. I mean, he had 27 runs uh, career high. Maybe he tried a couple times to get outside, but the Eagles did most of their damage on the ground between the tackles in that game. And I mm-hmm. think that was just part of a game plan designed to take advantage of the Jaguars, a little bit undersized at linebacker. You have your big offensive line who can get to that second level. They didn't want the Jaguars linebackers to run sideline to sideline because they're fast. So you don't want to run too much outside. So you just went with your inside run game behind Siamalu, Dickerson, and Kelsey, and they just opened up cavernous holes. And Sanders he saw those holes. He wasn't looking to run outside. Those holes are right in front of him as soon as he got the ball and he just slipped right through them. That's what I liked was he, he was taking the hole where he was taking the hole that was supposed to be there. And the hole was there and he was trusting it. He wasn't hesitating. He wasn't trying to do too much. He took the hole that was there and he gained 134 yards career high. I mean, just a fantastic game, 27 carries um, career high. Uh, the Eagles as a team had 50 rushes to just 25 passes. Again, they ran it twice for every time they threw it, but it was so it was wasn't a day for passing, no doubt. Um, and I thought the Jags did a pretty good job of containing Hurts a little bit. Uh, they had a couple spies on him at times to limit the damage he did with his legs, but they didn't need him to really be that 70, 80 yard rusher. They had Miles Sanders who was taking what was there. Uh, I love the fact that he scored two touchdowns. He's got three now this year after not having any last year. Uh, listen, that's the kind of day that win you contract extensions, new contracts, whether it's here in Philadelphia or somewhere else that says, man, Miles Sanders is having a good year. Miles Sanders, we'll have to keep an eye on him. And then at the end of the year, if the Eagles don't extend them or if they don't extend them, you know, later this season, you know, he's putting together a pretty good resume. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. I mean, he's just only making the decision tougher and tougher. Because I mean, if you still ask me, I don't know if he's still quite there. He got to get a second contract with his team, but he's definitely helping himself to have a good payday and free agency. There's no doubt about that. Because if he continues yeah. playing the way he's playing, there's no doubt in my mind they're the number one rushing offense in the NFL again. No doubt. Yeah, Trey Sermon too. I mean, Trey Sermon's opportunities. He looked pretty damn good too. Yeah, one carry, fourteen yards doesn't get any better than that. I mean. No. uh Listen, I was talking to some people about this, uh, the running back situation. Boston Scott, you know, love, really like Boston Scott as a person, but he just doesn't seem to have that same explosion this year. I know he hasn't played a whole lot, limited reps, but the times he's been in there, he just doesn't seem to have that burst that he's had. So you wonder, like, okay, he's got this rib injury, Trey Sermon, big back, something the Eagles don't have, six foot, 219 pound runner. 14 yards, first run. I mean, I would have liked to have seen him get more carries, to be honest. I know they went with Kenny Gainwell a little bit more, and that's the pecking order. You know, it's Sanders, Gainwell, and then Scott slash Sermon. But you wonder about Boston Boston Scott's, you know, future here. Um, 
you know, you need four running backs, but I just, I, you know, Sermon could be, he's been inactive for the first three games. You know, there's no rush to bring Scott back. Um, we'll see how that plays out, but yeah, I like Sermon, what he did on that run, but again, big hole, the Eagles line was just mauling. I mean, they were just knocking guys over, especially on the interior. The Jags linebackers were no match, and their D tackles, really nothing special. The Eagles just controlled that line of scrimmage, and I think that was the game plan is let's just run right at them. And maybe that was an in-game adjustment. Let's just run right at them. Let's just run between the tackles because those linebackers are fast. If we try to get outside, they're going to run us down for you know minimal gain, maybe a loss of yardage. But if we run right at them, Let's knock them over. And that's exactly what they did. Hassan Reddick has officially arrived for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. He's here. This is it. Yep. This is what they signed him for. Uh, these last two games where I think it's just everything's starting to click. It happens, Ed. When you sign free agents, they take their time to adjust to the new team, the new scheme, the new players. People, I say this all the time. I feel like a broken record, but I'm going to say it again. Stop undervaluing chemistry in the NFL. That's what wins championships. I, enough of the defense wins championships chemistry within the team wins championships and when you're going from the Arizona Cardinals to the Carolina Panthers and out to the Philadelphia Eagles in the span of three years it's gonna take time you know we always have this problem with patience with the whole entire offseason they're gonna give Marky Stubbs a job he's slated to have the safety job everybody doubts it because they're like well I mean we haven't seen anything you know learn some patience because I'm telling you right now if you did have some patience, you would see Marcus Epps being the best safety on the Eagles. You would see and not getting off the field at all. No, he's played you. every snap the last three weeks. You, you would see Hassan Reddick being the player. He's worth every penny, Ed. Every penny. Every penny of that three-year, $45 million deal, every penny so far. I mean, my God. I know he started off slow, but these yeah. last two games are very, very hot. I don't see him slowing down, Ed. I think he just gets it finally. <sighs> I think, oh, I, I want to just say it's him. I think it's a little bit of both. I think Jonathan Gannon gets out of using that too because you don't see him drop back that much anymore either. Yeah, well, those two are, you know, they talk all the time, according to Reddick. You know, Reddick tells JG what he can and can't do, and then they build a game plan around that um, week to week. And Well, then maybe Jonathan Gannon cleared his ears out finally because he found it. He found the way. Yeah. He unlocked yeah. that key. Yeah, well, I mean – what he did yesterday, I mean, I, I said that he could be the third straight Eagles defensive player to win defensive player of the week. I oh, should. Uh, Slay, uh, Graham. I mean, he had two sacks, two strip sack fumbles in the fourth quarter when, you know, it was still a game. You know, I mean, the Eagles had a lead. They had two score lead. And, you know, Jacksonville cut it to a one score lead with still like seven minutes to go. But Reddick just took over the game in the fourth quarter. The Jags had some hope after the Eagles failed to pick up that fourth and two inside the two minute warning. They got the ball back and you think, well, you know, this is only a one score game. They hit that big 45 yard pass play that set up the, the, their most recent touchdown. What's to stop them from tying this thing up and sending it to overtime in the rain. And Reddick put a quick end to that man. First play, he just went right in again and just knocked the ball free and, Javon Hargrave recovered it and, you know, Reddick just took over that game and, 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 uh, you know, <laughs> that's so good to see. 27 year old player in the prime of his career signed to a three-year contract. I mean, this guy's a cornerstone. He's a, he's a foundational piece for this team uh, going forward and, you know, double digit sacks the last two years, he's got three and a half now team high 
Um, he's on his way to another double da- double digit sack season. Um, just really excited to see how you know the rest of the season goes for him because he's really turned up turned it up a notch these last two weeks. Now all you got to do if you're high Roseman is make that trade for Robert Quinn or Brian Burns and just do overkill with your front seven. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I yeah, we'll see if he makes any trades at the deadline. Oh, they will. Oh, they will. They always you're do. Right? You're four and zero. You're yeah. in, this conference is weak. Weak. This is a weak conference, and oh. you saw how pop. I mean, how, I don't have to tell. This is just preaching to the choir at this point. I don't have to tell Harry Roseman this. Look how powerful home field advantage was for you during 2017. Like it, it that factor is oh, yeah. one of the major factors in winning those games. Um, if you want to continue home field, you go out there and it, I, I don't know. You find out what you have in Trey Sermon these next couple of weeks, and if he's not it, I, I always say I hate talking about adding running backs, but. I would like that other dimension. I would. Truthfully, I would. I mean, Joan Hurts taking all these major hits is is you, you love it because you're like, this guy's a great leader. Like he takes all these hits and they're exciting. He still scores, but at the same time, you're like, that's my franchise quarterback. Yeah, right. So you don't want to see him take all these hits and be the bruiser back anymore. You would like to see like a a Josh Jacobs who's really doing well right now. I I we're talking way ahead of ourselves because I don't want to take these opportunities away from Los Sanders either right now, but yeah, you have to make, my point is you have to make some kind of trade to like a JJ type move to look, we have great guys right now, but we need to propel ourselves. Like we have Josh sweat. Who's playing incredible football right now. And Hassan Reddick finally gets it, but Robert Quinn or, or Brian Burns, they'll propel us into how are you going to pass on us? How are you going to have time in the pocket more than two seconds when we add one of those guys to the guys we already have? He's Brandon Graham. Let's not forget Brandon Graham right now is playing lights out football. I thought he was 28 now. Seeing the way he's playing. It's insane. Well, so, doing, the Eagles are doing a good job managing his snaps, too. He only played 27 last week, and he had two and a half sacks. He only played 20 yesterday, and he had three uh, tackles. But listen, the Jags only had 47 snaps on offense. That's ridiculous. So and I argue that I mean the Eagles are doing it the right way too because this is again 17 season 17 game season you have these right. Grant's coming off Achilles and he's in his late mid 30s like right if you want to get the most productive out of Fletcher Cox which you're already doing you want to get the most production out of Brandon Graham which you're already doing limiting their snaps is not a bad thing it's just preserving it's self yep. self preservation I have no problem with it and those guys definitely don't have a problem with it either no no it's what you Fletcher need to Cox do. Ed. He's playing his best football in three years. Yeah. Looks real good. No doubt, man. He's uh, he's playing like he's having fun again. You he's know, making he's... Javon Hargrave look pedestrian. Yeah, he is. I mean, and Hargrave's playing at a high level, too. I mean, two oh. fumble recovery's in four games, pretty good. He's got a sack. I think he's got maybe one sack, maybe. He yeah. does have one sack. But that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, yeah. and that's not a discredit to Hargrave. I'm just saying Fletcher Cox is, yeah. is back. Yeah. He's back. I mean – the vibes around this team, Ed. I, I, I mean, it's way early to talk about Super Bowl, but I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think the Los Angeles Rams or the Green Bay Packers or, you know, any of the top teams in the NFC, even the Bucks. I don't know if they can put a full four quarters against this Eagles team and and beat them. I don't. I don't it's know right now. Team. It's a well-rounded team. They've got veterans that have been there, done that, and Kelsey Graham, Cox. Uh, Lane Johnson, they've got, you know, youth, you know, Hertz is 23. Devontae Smith is young. AJ Brown's only 24, 25. I mean, 
you have guys like Reddick and Bradbury, who's 29. I mean, you've got you've got guys that are, are all over the spectrum as far as, you know, their age and their performance level. And it's just a well-rounded team. And, it, you know, it's a hungry team. You see a lot of guys on one-year contracts. James Bradbury made the play of the game, oh, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, I, that interception in the red zone was uh, was tremendous. I mean, the, the Jags are down six late in the third quarter, and they're on the march. Second down throw from the 16, and Bradbury picks it off. And talking to him afterward, he said his number one guy ran a post. And he's like, you know, you don't see too many posts inside the red zone in the NFL. So he saw his number, the number two guy running a wheel route. So he kind of played in between both the post and the guy running the wheel route and was looking at the quarterback. And when he saw Lawrence look toward the guy, the number two guy running the wheel route, he broke on the play. That's just a heads up veteran move. Right. By, by a cornerback like James Bradbury. And he was the number one cornerback in this game because Slay went out after three snaps with the forearm. So Zach McPherson's your number two. Bradbury all of a sudden is now the number one guy. And he answered the bell, man. And that's the kind of play that this Eagles team has is they have these veteran guys. They have these young guys. It, all these guys are hungry, uh, hungry for a new contract, hungry for a championship. And, you know, we'll see where it leads. But right now you couldn't be any better than 4-0. I had this smile on my face throughout the game, and I was like, why am I smiling so hard? And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's because when my number one cornerback gets injured, I don't have to worry about it anymore because they have a number one corner on the other side as well. I mean, <laughs> you didn't just – it's not just Seth McPherson. Josiah Scott was out there. These are guys James Bradbury he's never even played with. He probably just met Josiah Scott yesterday. Like, yeah. that's that that's how you know you have a great player because James yeah. Bradbury is playing lights out. Him, you got to get your – Tip your hat. I know I already mentioned it, but Marcus Epps is everything that people wanted him to be and more. Mm -hmm. He just silenced all those critics and doubts. Yeah. In four games. Cause I mean, uh, so I mean, Chauncey Garner Johnson is, is definitely, you know, a great player and he's getting settling into his own as time goes on with the Eagles defense becoming that safety they need him to be. But Marcus Epps is their best safety. I mean, he's, uh, yeah. The the development, the jump he's made. I've Ed, do you remember this like ever feeling this relaxed about the Eagles secondary in your life? Uh maybe a whole Lito, entire team Shepard, Sheldon Brown, Michael Lewis days, you know. Those are very long days ago. I'll tell Those you. Those right are now. very long, <laughs> yeah. Decades ago. But yeah, yeah, I mean, uh it, it's certainly the best secondary they've had in, in quite some time. I mean, even when they had McLeod and Jenkins, that, that was a good safety tandem. And, you know, they had uh, Darby and Jalen Mills. I mean, that was, that was a good secondary. That was a Super Bowl winning secondary. I mean, that was pretty good. Um, was it better than what the Eagles have now? I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm still kind of these first four games are trying to make, uh, making me say no already, to be honest with you, because yeah. they're, they're, they're really shutting down the pass. Yeah, they're doing a good job against it, no doubt. And, and, you know, what quarterbacks do they have? They have Kyler Murray. That'll be a test this, uh, you know, coming up. And then they'll probably have Dak Prescott Sunday night. And then they come out of a bye against the Steelers and probably Kenny Pickett. So, you know, these next three games, they're not playing the, you know, they're not playing Aaron Rodgers until November. Uh, you know, they're not playing Ryan Tannehill in that offense until November. Um, but, the quarterbacks these next few weeks are, are that, you know, they can continue to excel against the pass, I guess is what I'm saying with these quarterbacks they have coming up. The Cowboys will be a good test. Kyler is struggling too. 
And I'll continue yeah. this this theory on our game preview show that we do later in the week. But I'm at the point where I can finally say I'd much rather have Jalen Hurts as my quarterback than Kyler Murray. That guy can't lead a paperback. You really can't. Yeah. I mean, the the antics, the emotion. You, it's funny watching all these clips of Kyler Murray and the way he's you know been acting. And I just think to myself, Jalen Hurts would never act like that. No, you would never see Jalen Hurts flipping out on the sidelines, throwing Microsoft Service tablets, or you know, tantrum on the field because he's can't get these guys set or get the plays in. I mean, never, no. you never see that from the leader Jalen Hurts is. So no. we'll continue that theory on our game preview one, but yeah, much more confident, which is crazy because the Cardinals gave Kyler Murray so much money. But I'm much more confident in the guy who's on one million dollar deal than the guy who's on two hundred million plus. Yeah. And that's crazy yeah. to say. Yeah, it is. I mean, we're at that point, Ed. That's not yeah. that. That's not that wild to say either, though. It, there's definitely an argument to be had. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, you know, so far so good. I, I like the way this team's playing. Um, when they went down fourteen nothing, I thought, wow. You know, I'm already writing, and I try to write a halftime story and put it up quick. And I'm already writing. Okay, by Sunday afternoon, by Sunday evening, the NFL might be out of undefeated teams. After the Jaguars took a whatever lead it was at half. Oh no, I didn't think and that then, at all. Well, I, I, you know, I'm just trying to get ahead of the game, and bam, I'm like, okay, 20 points in the second quarter, which continues to be their money quarter. 85 of their points have come in the second quarter. The and it was weird when you look and see how many points they scored in the fourth quarter after Jake Elliott makes that field goal to put them up two scores with 13 something to go, and that was the first points of the season in the fourth quarter for the Eagles. I had to like go back and check that because I'm like, wow, is that right? Like they haven't scored in the fourth quarter all year. And, and that was the first points. And then Sanders adds the touchdown run. They, they missed the PAT pass to Smith in the corner of the end zone there. So, you know, they have nine points now in the fourth quarter, but until Sunday, they didn't have any. And I was surprised by that. So it was good to see them do a little scoring in the fourth quarter. Cause I think at some point this year, they're going to need to score in the fourth quarter to win a game. Oh, it was awesome too, to hear Ertz. Just give all this praise to Jalen Hurts, too, as well. I mean, you know, he's still an Eagles icon no matter what at the end of the day. And here Zach Hurts give all this praise of how much of a hard worker Jalen Hurts is. I mean, yeah, the confidence of Jalen Hurts is just so – it's a great feeling right now, Ed. No no doubt. I mean, you know, he's got this team. He, he, he you know, he's, he's, he's got the pulse on the, on the, of the team. I mean, he's just – he's a good leader. Um, I mean, what, what more can you say? What more could you want? I mean, right. it, we're, we're really getting to the point where it's, you know, the critics are becoming quieter and quieter. I haven't seen many. I haven't seen many. Hard um, arguments to make right now. He's playing MVP football. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing well, no doubt. I, you know, will he win the MVP? I don't know. Um, still early, but he's in the conversation um, as we uh, start October here. Uh, we'll see if he can keep it up. I think he can. I mean, they really do care about wins for MVPs more so than individual standpoint play he keeps winning it's gonna right. be hard for him to get that not get that award but we'll see i mean it might be one hell of an award to get he's on the manning cast tonight it's gonna be a little bit interesting he, uh well we're recording monday night so you guys are gonna understand what i'm saying here but there's actually a curse on manning cast right now is the guest that plays on the team that's on manning cast the following game they lose is that so, right yeah we're gonna see if you hurt si cover jinx huh when you get on the cover <laughs> things go south but uh We'll see. I mean, I'm sure he's still the same guy that he always is, you know, pretty low key, doesn't say a lot. I haven't seen the 
Manning cast, you know, obviously we're doing this Monday night, but um, I'm sure he's the same guy. Doesn't, doesn't ride the waves. Oh no, he'll break the curse. I have no, I have no doubt in my mind that he's the player to break the curse. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be a tough game again. I mean, listen, they're all tough games. I mean, you know, we thought the Jags would be a real tough game and it was a tough game. They played them all the way down to the end. I mean, until Reddick strip sack with less than two minutes to go, that game was still up in the air. I'm going to be honest with you. This is the most confident I've been for an Eagles game this season. And the reason why is because I've, I've been watching the Cardinals lately and they routinely shoot themselves in the foot. And I don't think that the Eagles are a team you can shoot yourselves in the foot multiple times against and beat them the way they're playing right now. I don't. Uh, it was funny. Zach Ertz was asked by somebody, the Cardinals haven't had a tight end go over 100 yards receiving in a game since 1989. And they asked, can, can you be the one to do that? And Ertz said, yes. And then he paused and he said, and I'm going to do it soon. But it was almost like he thinks he's going over 100 yards against the Eagles. That was the oh, sense I'm I got. Sure. Was, was, you know, hey, I, I want this game to be a Zach Ertz game. I want to go over 100 yards against my former team. And stick um, for the game preview show, I'll text his brother and I'll be like, yeah, does Zach think he's going over 100 yards against <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Eagles? And, we'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll get you guys updated on that one. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm going to write about it, too. I'm gonna, And I have a story on Zach Ertz on the site right now at uh, si.com uh, slash NFL slash Eagles that uh, dove in a little bit about what Zach Ertz said. He talked to us today for like 17, 18 minutes. And kudos to the you know, to the Cardinals PR department for setting that up, you know, a zoom call. And, and last week with Doug Peterson, the Jaguars uh, PR staff set us up with like 18 minutes of, with Doug Peterson. It was great. And it's just funny how this old home week seems to always be happening. Wentz, Peterson, Ertz, uh, who else? I, I guess after that. Rager, Hicks, you got yeah. Deuce Staley in Detroit. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it, just, yeah, right. Right. It's, it's like, just, wow, man, I'm going to seeing all my ex-girlfriends at once with my new chick. <laughs> it's crazy. i don't think there's anybody after that though. there's nobody on dallas right there's nobody on pittsburgh um and, and then who, who do they have then uh I, I can't remember the rest of the schedule but uh i'm i had i, I can't i'm not sure of course once is walking into philadelphia as the starter for the washington commanders in november Nope, he might not be. He might not be. The Eagles, uh, you know, drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round proved to be, you know, very uh, smart move. A very good move. Very smart move. Yeah, saving the franchise. I mean, yep. if they didn't do that right now, it could be in Washington's or Indianapolis issues. To be honest with you, so yeah, yeah it ended up being really smart. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but Harry Roseman continues to get the last laugh against the Philadelphia Eagles media. That's for sure. Yeah, I remember the times when he when they did that pick, and we were all like, "What the hell are you doing?" And yeah. now we're like, "Oh man, we're sorry." Yeah. Anyways, guys, we will see you later in the week to give you our game preview show against the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Eagles are going to win handily. Ed's going to think about it a little bit more, and then we'll get back to him on that in the, later in the week. But we will see you guys soon. Look for the new episode coming out on Thursday or Friday. See you then. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.